This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. Let me just, yeah, yeah, we are live. We are live. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, so hey, everyone. Um, it's Ori Krug and Erica Hornthal, and today we are doing a live podcast interview on the Dance Therapy Advocacy Summit or Advocate Summit. And I thought it would be great if we could chat Erica and, you know, talk about how amazing this summit is going to be and your vision and intention, all of this, all of this stuff. So, um, I'll stop talking now and let you introduce yourself. And um, if you could tell us what your, yeah, kind of what your intention and vision is for the summit and where, you know, how it was born for you. Uh, sure. Um, well, one, thank you for this opportunity because, um, yeah, I mean, since it went virtual, um, I feel like I've just kind of been posting and, and just trying to like make sure people know, hey, it's coming up or feel free to register. Um, I wasn't myself actually like in this realm because of everything that's going on just behind the scenes outside of the summit. I wasn't really actively thinking of other ways that I could market it. So when you suggested like, hey, come on the podcast, I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. So, so thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So vision. Um, I mean, I think I was pretty open about this when originally it was supposed to be like, you know, in person in Chicago. Um, I don't know if it was a vision, so to speak, but at first, <laughs> the reason I kind of decided to do this was I was seeing colleagues outside of dance movement therapy, you know, other health professionals, other therapists, social workers, um, you know, different like coaching coaches. And I just thought, like, wow, if other people are doing summits, you know, or, or conferences, I was like, I don't know what, why not try it? You know, I mean, I thought, oh, it'd be nice to attend something like that. And then I realized that that might not happen outside of like our national conference. Maybe I should be the one to start that. And I think I, that day when I had that thought, I literally made up a flyer and I just posted it on, on Facebook and posted it on social media. And then I think I kind of took a step back and I was like, what have you just done? <laughs> uh -oh. Um, okay, now you really need to think about how to execute this. So um, once I stepped back from the idea and actually came up with a vision, my intention behind it was to actually have an inspirational two at the time two, now it's a three day event where anybody interested in dance movement therapy or in the field or supporters of the field can get more information and can network, albeit it's in a different way right now, um, and can just, again, like get inspired. Um, my other thought behind it was I wanted out of the box thinkers. I feel like that is something that I hold near and dear to myself that I, I guess I kind of push the envelope sometimes or I spark some controversy every now and then. And I just wanted to kind of celebrate the dance movement therapists that are thinking out of the box, that are trying new ways of practicing or bringing movement to their clients. 
Um, and so people have been asking along the way, like, what's the theme of this summit? And that to me is the theme. So it's very eclectic, but the theme is like, bring who you are to the summit and present on that. So yes, originally it was supposed to be in person. And I just, I don't know. I, I think I was just so excited about it that I didn't want to let the whole thing go and just say, oh, well, we're not going to have it. Uh, no, I think there, I think we can still come together and um, and network because it's going to all happen in Zoom, right? Where there's the chat box and we can interact. And, and on that note, if you're watching right now on Facebook, say, hey, leave a comment, um, say hi, where you're joining from. Um, this is why we're streaming live right now. So we can start, you know, connecting now and later on we'll answer any questions. But yeah, no, I'm so glad that you're going forward with it. And something that came up for me was that you said, yeah, we have our national ADTA conference mm -hmm. every year. So what, what makes this different? What, what will people benefit coming to this summit, even if they've already attended the conference? Well, one, you don't have to be a dance therapist to attend our advocacy summit. Not that you have to be a dance therapist to attend the national conference, but um, I don't think it's closed off to anyone else, but usually it's only for people that are either in the field currently or you know doing work in the field, presenting in the field, um, educate in the field or, um, you know, our current students, right? So it's kind of, it's, it can be expensive and, and a huge travel expense, especially for somebody who's interested in it, right? Or who isn't quite sure, like, maybe I want to be a dance therapist. Um, so, so that was number one. It was like, this is for anyone, whether you're in the field or not, whether you support the field, whether you're thinking about it or just want to kind of learn a little bit more from different people that are practicing currently. Um, so that was number one. I think number two is that it's not necessarily research or educational based. It's more experience based. And that's not to say that there aren't experiences shared at the ADTA conference for sure. Um, but in my experience, and I guess in a little bit of my opinion, the seminars and the workshops are not necessarily like here's 60 minutes of me talking about my own experience, or here's how I built my business, or, you know, here's how I've integrated out of the box, unconventional methods with dance movement therapy. Yeah. Um, so that for me was a big one. You know, it's not meant to compete. It was supposed to be completely separate. I mean, look at all these psychotherapy conventions and summits. And right now there's this huge push online for embodiment. And I think there have been like three or four embodiment summits and conferences in the last month alone. <laughs> so I was like, there should be more, right? Like we yeah. should have a lot of representation throughout the year. Um, and, you know, so it wasn't just for educational purposes. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to watch this seminar and I'm going to walk away with what I can do in my own practice. I think, again, it was more inspirational and a way to see, wow, I didn't even know that I could do that in a practice or... You know, that's so unconventional. Maybe what I thought DMT was isn't necessarily what it is today. Yeah. And, and speaking of being controversial mm -hmm. um, and speaking up, I like I completely resonate with what you are saying about having a different sort of conference. Um, I've been attending the ADTA conference. Well, I don't 
I think I've attended six or so total. And this past year, I really just felt disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like maybe there were the, the, the strongest pieces that I t- took away from the conference was connecting to other DMTs, like, and, and some things that were more out of the box, like you said. But honestly, from the seminars, I, I, I felt like, I felt disappointed. And hearing you talk about, oh, like we're gonna see people tell their real stories of inspiration. And it's like, yeah, I think we just want connection as dance therapists and people even kind of outside the field who are doing sort of different work. And to, I guess the word dry comes to me and disconnected, like like I felt, it felt dry and disconnected at the ADTA seminars. And it excites me to think about like hearing real stories about people who, who are doing very real things outside of the box. And that alone is so valuable because we can, yeah, we can just feel so isolated. And there are plenty of people who want to do things a different way as a dance therapist or similar profession who, I mean, I posted the other day, what stops you from creating a a business beyond um, traditional private practice? And there were a lot of answers. And I think a big part of like what's, what comes up for people in doing things a different way or doing things outside of the box is there's so much fear. Mm -hmm. There's so much fear around that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for you to give this um, this avenue where it's like, no, these things are actually possible. Like, yeah, it's scary, and yeah, it's it takes um, you know, it takes overcoming some of those some of those blocks. But yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I know fear can, fear can definitely hold us back. I mean, honestly, like if I let the fear take over, I probably never would have done the summit anyway. I mean, I was going to hotels around town and, you know, starting to get rates and quotes. And I was like, what have I gotten myself into? Like, it's a lot of money. And you did it. And then the fear kicked in. I love that. Like, that's that's usually how I operate. I do something and then the fear kicks in. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Um, But, uh, but, you know, then like kind of sitting in the rational, like logical, like, is this feasible, right? Like, did I get myself into something that really is not possible right now? Um, And ironically, I think the fact that it's gone virtual is actually a blessing in disguise. Um, You know, I mean, I think in person, it would have been great. And I think, yeah, either way, there would have been amazing connections. But honestly, now that it's virtual, um, so many more people are able to attend and they're interested in attending and they can attend because everybody's ideally like sitting at home on zoom all the time anyway. So, um, you know, looking ahead, part of me is wondering if like, not only will this become an, an, an annual thing, but perhaps it will remain virtual because I guess my intention now is for us to not only build a community, but for it to be a global community because we're already feeling so isolated. And there's so many people that are practicing movement therapy out of the box anyway in different countries because it looks very different depending on where you live. Um, And I just, I never liked the idea that we kind of segregated, you know, that it was like, well, you practice dance movement psychotherapy. 
and I practice dance movement therapy, they're not the same. And like, I mean, I think they are. I mean, obviously they're, you, you could get a law degree at two different colleges and they're probably going to be a little different, but you're still practicing law. <laughs> so, I mean, even, I don't know. well, like different schools in the U.S. have different approaches to DMT anyway. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, when we started to get international interest and buzz, not just when we were going to do it in person, but now more people are interested. Like we have, I think, five presenters alone from different countries, which cool. is crazy. Um, yeah, I just feel like now is the opportunity to use this to, to learn from people that you never in a million years would be able to learn from because you might not be able to go to their country and they might not be able to travel here. Um, so, so yeah, again, it's like not meant to compete or replace the annual conference in any way. Um, I just wanted to see it as an opportunity. Obviously it's called the Dance Therapy Advocates Summit. It was supposed to be a platform to help advocate for what we do and help I guess, spread the word outside of the field, which has always been my thing. Like, I don't really need to tell other dance therapists about dance therapy. They already know what it is. We need to reach the people that don't know what dance movement therapy is because those are gonna be our clients. Those are gonna be future therapists. Um, and that's to me how the field continues to, you know, to survive. Yeah, that's a really good point because we do need to do things differently and not be super protective of our field, you know? Like like you were speaking of, oh, we, we're in America, right? We're in the States, so this is how we do things, right? But if we actually expand and come together globally mm -hmm. and, you know, talk about things like, how do we get to more, how do we reach more people? How do we, you know, get through to more people on social media, whatever, maybe you can start sharing some of, like some little previews of, what we'll learn but um that's what's gonna get us more exposure and understanding nobody understands what we do not nobody but a lot of people don't and um and we need to break out of the box if we actually want to be recognized because i've said this to you before in a different interview i i think that what we do is like one of the most amazing powerful mm -hmm. uh therapies and work in the world and it's it's sad that more people don't no. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep thinking that not dance therapy per se, but like a lot of the principles that we employ, you know, like mind body connection and body based interventions just on a very general scale. Like, I really truly feel like someday that's going to be integrated into traditional therapy practices and into into traditional therapy curriculum, because I think we're just at a point where we know talking isn't everything. Um, I know that telehealth is a big thing right now because we need to do it that way. But if anything, I think it's highlighting the fact that it's not everything, right? Like even when we're doing face, not face-to-face, -face, but like these Zoom talks, we still have to be paying attention to body language. You know, we, we need to remind ourselves that like we can move the camera so that we can see our clients better or we can ask them to, you know, embody something. Um, Dance movement therapy, I think, has been doing that a lot longer than some of the other practices that are kind of getting a little bit more recognition. But um, I personally just, I used to be so resentful and so angry about it. And that's why I started advocating because it was a much better use of my time and energy. 
And I've met some amazing people. I mean, not even like in person, but just on the internet who are, you know, understand what we do and align with it, but are not dance movement therapists and really start to understand the value of what we do. And I understand what they do and we become a network, right? So that we can start to refer across lines. And um, that to me is advocacy. You know, it's not just saying this is what we do and, you know, that's it. It's this is what we do and how can we share it? How can we make it accessible to people? Um, and I guess for me that the summit has become that, you know, people who um, obviously are interested just seeing the, the flyer, you know, or kind of word of mouth are signing up. And that was the whole point um, for me anyway, to make it affordable. You know, it was, it, it was still something I felt the need to kind of, you know, put, put a, a small fee on um, to cover some costs or to recoup some costs. But my thought isn't to make it inaccessible and expensive. Everybody's kind of limited right now. A lot of people aren't working. Um, incomes are challenged. And so, you know, for me, it was like, how can we make it open, accessible and affordable for people who are just maybe piquing their interest, right? Like I love dance. I, I'm interested in therapy. Maybe I'll attend the summit. Or if there's one person that you want to see speak, it's, it's worth it to just hop on and see that person talk. Yeah. Well, I, that's kind of my next question, you know, for those who are kind of on the fence of paying even the small fee, whether, you know, whether their pay has been cut or whatever their circumstances are, why is it worth it for them? Why is it worth it for them to come? Um, so like I said before, the speakers, I think we have 20 speakers now. I probably should have made sure I had the exact number before I came on, but, um, you know, the speakers are, again, from all over the world. So if you yourself live outside of the United States, or if you're interested in hearing how other people are practicing outside of the United States, especially, um, this is one way to do that. Um, all three days is it's twenty nine ninety nine. I think until June first, and then I believe it goes up to thirty nine ninety nine. So it's still affordable, um, and it's basically like either traveling to that country just for a moment, or kind of bringing that person into your home. Uh, and I know there are a lot of people that I probably I don't want to say will never meet in person, but it will probably be a while until I actually do get to meet them. And so now I feel like I actually get to learn from them without having to put the time and expense into traveling to where they are. Um, you know, I think the other thing too is now we have some people who are very well established in the field of dance movement therapy. And not only do they have kind of longevity in the field, but what really stands out to me is that they've started, you know, they started long ago and now are kind of, how do I put it? Like, modulating that's not even the right word um they're moving into the next century right we all know that we've seen people who are kind of like st are stuck in their ways right and honestly again to be a little controversial i just feel like we kind of need to step it up to move into this new age for dance and therapy to be seen mm -hmm. and so we have some amazing practitioners and therapists who have been in the field for over 20 30 i think even 40 years who get that we have to push the envelope, you know, and they're going to talk about 
how they've rebranded and how they've really allowed themselves to kind of be more flexible in a sense so that they can continue to evolve in their practice. Um, so it's not just new therapists, it's not just people who are kind of like, oh, I want the spotlight for a little bit. I mean, these are people who have really done the work, they've done the research. You know, we've got people with their masters, PhDs, um, again, from all over the world. So I think that alone is worth the, the registration. <laughs> Yeah, I just got so excited. Like, yeah. I know the more like I look back on the flyer and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe all because we started with I think seven presenters, and now like I said, we're up to twenty because it's virtual and you know it's three days and we have we have the the time allotted. We don't have to worry about lunch breaks and dinner breaks and um, all the things that come with like an in person summit. So yeah, and and the thing that was really exciting to me is like people started reaching out to me like, can I speak at your summit or um you know i would reach out to some people thinking like uh this might be a stretch but you know and hearing from them yeah i've been i've been interested in it or i've been following you i was going to be out of the country but now that it's virtual and we're all under lockdown i'd love to be a part of it so yeah. that has been very validating because i think everybody i shouldn't say everybody i think a lot of people in our field are seeing that things need to change for the better but that we have to be the change that we want to see yeah and there's our people watching on Facebook who I believe are also presenting. So if you are here and you're presenting, drop a comment and, um, you know, maybe just give us like a little snippet of what you are going to contribute to this yeah. amazing summit. Um, I'm going to pull up actually the, the Facebook video. Uh, well, I'm going to pull up the schedule just so that oh. if people don't comment, I'm, I'm just going to go through, like, I'll go through all of the names so people know who's, who's going to be presenting, if that, if that's okay with you. Yeah, uh, I just also wanted to add while you were talking that, like, amongst all the other uh, amazing benefits of going or attending this summit is that feeling that I get of connecting to other dance therapists and like, yeah, we're doing this through the screen, but you can still feel the energy of the, the person, of the person who's speaking of the people who are there with you who are like in this collective energy of like, you know, action, taking action and breaking through, right. Breaking through this box and the kind of energy and aliveness that you feel from that kind of event, even if online is, is really powerful and for anyone who's kind of been feeling stuck um, or like, yeah, stuck or wanting to take certain action, but not like just can't move, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, this could be the thing that really puts you over that, like that really gets you over that hump. And, um, and I've heard some, I've heard this before from other conferences, um, which even, brought me to a conference last year in Australia, mm -hmm. traveled all across the world because I heard a very similar podcast that was like, this is the thing, it was a business conference. This is a thing that's gonna get you over that hump. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, mm, maybe, I'll, just, I'll go anyway, because I wanna go yeah. to Australia. And I went and like my life and my business changed from that. So I'm, I'm saying this with like real genuine belief that 
you know, if you come to this summit, there's a, there's a good chance that if you are feeling stuck right now, you're in between jobs or you, you know you want to change directions, you want to do something different, you want to have a bigger part in dance therapy, this could very well, like, light that fire for you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I think that's a great point. And, um, you know, I, th I think, again, that's kind of what makes a summit a little bit different. I don't know. I was trying to sit with a while ago, like why a con why a summit and not a conference? Um, you know, to me, a summit is, it, it, again, it just kind of feels like a meeting of the minds, you know, that um, it just feels like there's a freedom to it. You know, it's not like there's expectations, but not limitations, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, people are kind of free to, to use their imagination to put together a presentation that's going to really bring the audience together. And, and like you said, or we've been talking about like inspire just because it's on zoom and we're going to be connected differently. doesn't mean that we can't still get like that fire and that passion. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's one of the amazing things about all the people that are speaking is like, they're very passionate about what they're going to be talking about. Um, and you know, that's kind of their niche, right? Like they, are going to talk from the heart about something that not just they've been doing to kind of make ends meet, but things that have actually allowed them to have longevity in their careers. And it's all dance movement therapy inspired. I think that's the piece too, that it may not look like traditional dance movement therapy, but everybody presenting is a dance movement therapist. And to me, that makes what they do dance therapy informed. Um, so yeah, I hope people do get an out of the box way of, approaching a business or an idea or even just a side adventure, you know, and you never know, maybe that will turn into the next business or something that you're able to, you know, create work out of. Um, so just to, I mean, anybody can go online and see all of the presentations and all of the names, but if anybody's watching, um, just you, or obviously people are watching, but if anybody outside of presenters are watching, um, cause you'll know if you're presenting or not, uh, so first of all, our keynote, which is actually on Saturday, is by is Christine Caldwell. So she's a, a well-known dance movement therapist, comes out of the Naropa area or Boulder area in Colorado, um, is an author. And I was so, I don't know, kind of shocked when she agreed. I, I just took a chance. I reached out to her, you know, asked her if she'd be the keynote. She was willing to come to Chicago. Obviously, now it's virtual but she still is excited to be the keynote and will present it, be presenting from her home, I believe. Um, so that's definitely something alone not to miss. Um, I'm a big fan of her books and I believe she's gonna be focusing her talk on, on her latest book, Bodyfulness. Um, Amber Elizabeth Gray, Seda Gooney, Devika Mehta, Dr. Danny Frankel, or as a lot of people call her, Dr. Dr. Dance. Um, Amaryllis Vasquez, so um, we're gonna have a whole panel of Latin American DMTs. Um, I believe Amaryllis is out of Puerto Rico. Kathleen yep. um, Hendricks, Heather Waters, Lauren Higgins, Dee Wagner, um, Kamaria Hopkins, Julie Brannon, um, Connor Kelly. So if you're online, you may have seen a lot of these names because these tend to be people that are pretty visible on social media. Um, Annabelle Coote, Jennifer Sterling, Jennifer Tancha, 
Um, Megan Ross, I'm excited. She's going to be talking about how we communicate to the medical community, like literally how what vocabulary we use to integrate dance movement therapy into the medical field. Um, Bonnie Stilson, Orit, and me. <laughs> Although I'm not actually doing a seminar, I'm just going to kind of be doing the opening and the closings. So, Is that movement um, with that, or or do you not want to say? Um, well, no, it's not a secret. I, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, so uh, I had asked, I guess, I mean, it's neither here nor there. Originally at the in-person summit, we were going to be offering movement openings, kind of like a, like a movement chapel, if you will, so that if you wanted to just move and get into your body before you integrated and kind of got the information, that was the way to set up the day. Um, my intention was to do that for the online summit, but just because of scheduling, um, it, it's not going to happen that way. So I think for like my welcome, I probably will do something brief just to get us in our bodies so that we can receive the information, especially because we're on this virtual world. Um, we were I was talking about whomping, like maybe I'll have some, maybe we'll do a whomping session together, something to just connect our minds and our bodies so that we're ready to receive the information and are also just kind of present to the fact that we're by ourselves <laughs> in our own homes and connected at the same time. Um, and then, I don't know, I haven't thought more about the closing session. I think I also, when I present, um, even though I usually have something already figured out, obviously, I like to get some information and kind of like feed off of the event itself. So I think based off of how Friday and Saturday go, will kind of give me an idea of what people need to bring it all together. And so that might be in the form of some type of movement. Um, I guess I'll kind of like honor where we are at the end and see, but, um, but certainly, you know, discussion and, and conversation for sure. Yeah. And I know for my, I don't have my, presentation fully formed yet but I know I'll be incorporating movement into it and I think I a lot of people feel that way yeah. yeah yeah people have been asking me like what do you want it to be you know which is funny because I think that that is also the academic lens right like we're so used to getting a three or three to five page document on all of the restrictions or the the guidelines of what a conference presentation should look like and whether or not it was because of just how I operate or just how it's kind of come to fruition, there really weren't any guidelines. I came to people, they came to me and I just said like, think about what you're passionate about. You have 60 minutes to get that point across. Um, what have you presented on or what do you enjoy presenting on? Do that. And then it was kind of like, well, what should it look like? I said, it can look like anything. You can talk to the camera for 60 minutes. You can do a Q and A. Um, you can have a PowerPoint. You can share the screen with people if you really want to. Um, so that I think even that is a way of thinking out of the box because people are used to seeing how it has to be and kind of making sure it fits into those parameters. And yeah, the way I see it is I'm like, just make it your own, right? It doesn't have to be, I don't want people watching for three days, the same presentations over and over and over again. Nobody wants to see a PowerPoint for 30 hours. Um, but like you said, this is a, a time for people to connect to the people behind the camera. Mm -hmm. So ideally people will be seen, you can hear them speaking, you can see their faces. Um, yeah, and they'll be talking from the heart. So I think that that is another thing that sets the summit apart from maybe a traditional conference. Nice. 
I just want to give a shout out to Lauren Higgins, just tagging everybody right now. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> um, I know as more people have joined on, it's like, I, I look back at the original posts and I'm like, oh, I only tagged six people. Now I have to tag 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's really awesome. I love that there's, there's the whole presentation can be outside the box, right? There's not uh yeah, and I mean, granted, like, we want people to have some type of structure, so to speak. But I have to say that I don't think anybody speaking is new to speaking. Like, it's not like this is kind of their first, I mean, it's everybody's first summit, it's even mine. But um, everybody's had some experience already advocating for the work that they do. And so everybody's an advocate, which is great. Right. Yeah, like every name you said, I was like, that's awesome. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. All the names. Because they, yeah, they're already doing this. Um, do you, is there anything else that you want to share before I ask if anyone has any questions? Um, or it might come up, I guess. Well, okay, since I have the platform, I'll, I'll reiterate a couple of things that people keep asking. So, okay. um, one. While, you, while you're saying that, if you yeah. have questions, since there is a delay, pop your question into the chat box right now. And by the time Erica um clears up some of the common questions we can answer your individual questions um so one uh ce's right continuing education credits um while they were going to be offered in person and could technically be offered online i just know it's it's my own limitation i just don't have the ability to get all of the information ready and together to give ce's that being said, a lot of how the presentations are playing out, they're not really eligible for CEs. Again, that goes back to the fact that this is a little bit more free structure. It's not going by a certain set of guidelines or learning objectives. So while some will be more educational, some are more experience-based and might not be eligible for CEs anyway. <clears throat> so because it went virtual, I just made a very clear boundary for myself that we're not going to be offering CEs, which is also why the cost is significantly less. However, if you are a dance therapist, at least for the ADTA, I know that you can submit a summary or like proof of attendance after the fact, and you can get maybe one or two CEs from that. So it's not for nothing. If you really need some continuing ed, um, you have to go to their website and kind of get the specifics. But um, Laura Wilson uh, confirmed for me that that is a, a doable uh, way to get at least a couple of continuing ed credits. Um, the other thing is people are asking if things are going to be recorded. And again, because things came together really quickly and I was basically just trying to, for lack of a better term, salvage the, con the summit because I didn't want to say no to the whole thing. I wanted to make it accessible and pay honor to all of the work that people have already put into it. Um, not everybody feels comfortable with it being recorded. That's one. The other reason why we will not be recording is because I'm the host and I can't hold all of those videos on my oh. computer. <laughs> so um, I know that there are ways around that, but again, we have limited time and resources to figure that all out. So just to make it easier for myself, um, it will not be recorded. Even more reason that you need to register because if you, if you miss the presentations, you miss out on the summit. Mm -hmm. um, in the future, maybe we'll be recording things. 
hosts, or sorry, panelists, I believe have the option of recording it for themselves if they want to save their presentations. But I understand that people around the world may be limited in what they can do because they may be sleeping when somebody they, that they want to see is presenting. Um, and I understand that that's a problem. But again, I've, I've just been trying to reiterate that we're still basing it off the Chicago timeline, you know, that people were expecting to be in the United States. If you live in a time zone that conflicts, honestly, people have been saying, I'm going to set my alarm so that I wake up and see the person I want to see present and then go back to sleep. <laughs> so um, I, I know it's not ideal, but if there's somebody that you're dying to see, or if you want to watch the keynote, that would be my suggestion because like I said, a lot of people just don't feel comfortable having things recorded. Um, and maybe next year it'll be different. We'll have a whole year to think about all of the waivers and logistics that go into that. But hopefully that answers any questions according, you know, about continuing ed and whether or not things will be recorded. No recordings, continuing ed after the fact for your organization. Cool. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. Um, we got a question here. Sure. What should someone who is interested in dance movement therapy but doesn't know about, doesn't know much about it, go into the summit prepared for? How can they prepare, get grounded, get selective? I'm not sure what get selective means, but maybe. Um, I'm not sure that there's any way to prepare. Um, I guess my thought is have an open mind. So if there's a way that you can do that, right? Like come into the summit with an open mind maybe that's, you know, maybe there's a movement experience that you need to do to prepare yourself for that. Um, you know, outside of that, like if you're looking to take notes, because I don't know what the presentations are going to look like per se, if there's going to be slides that you can see, always have a pen and paper, you know, feel free to like write everybody's names down. I'm sure that everybody's going to be sharing ways that you can connect with them. So don't hesitate to reach out to any speaker that you were interested or inspired by. Um, I think that's it. Like, I don't, I, I really don't want people to have any expectation outside of just being inspired because yes, there are some learning objectives that people kind that people put up on the website. But for me, if you walk away being inspired or with a new way of looking at the field and maybe the interest in it has, you know, um, become more heightened or you're more interested in it, then it served its purpose. So that to me is just, just have an open mind and whatever you need to do to bring an open mind to the table. Um, it's going to look different for everybody, but, but that's it. I don't really think there's outside of that too much to prepare for other than um, <laughs> be prepared to give your eyes a break because it's going to be a lot of screen time. Yeah. Well, I think this was part of the question about prioritizing because there are so many. Oh, yeah. oh, selected. Oh, selecting yeah. the, yeah, the yeah. Um, seminars. Okay. Um, you know, I think your best bet is to go to right now, everything is set up on my website. So if you go to ericahornthal.com, there's a, a drop down tab that's specifically for the summit. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a no frills web page, but basically if you scroll all the way down after there's like the agenda, there's all the presenters. And then at the very bottom, it goes through all of the seminars. Um, there's a title who it's facilitated by and like a brief summary, maybe some learning objectives. So honestly, I would start there. I would literally look through all of the presentations and 
just maybe make a priority list of what really sparks your interest um, and, and start with that. Um, maybe it's a facilitator that you're interested in and you really don't want to miss them. Star that one. And, you know, if some of them are back to back, just know that, you know, if you're going to be sitting in front of your computer for two or three hours, that afterwards you're going to need a break, you know, so kind of making sure that you give yourself the time and space that you need to walk away from the computer and then come back. Um, Cause yeah, there, there really aren't breaks. There's about 15 minutes in between because just to make sure that like technology is, is running. Okay. Um, you know, for that reason too, there aren't, there aren't multiple presentations at once. Everybody has all the attendees have, sorry, all the panelists have the attention of all the attendees. Um, so, so just kind of check in with what you need to make sure that you're um, available to receive the information. But, but yeah, just look through all of the, the seminars that are listed. And I would say, you know, highlight word, print them out or highlight words that really speak to you and prioritize that way. Nice. I also like to bring my laptop outside when it's possible. And it's like, oh yeah, it's a more, a more of a sensory experience, like feeling the breeze or smelling the bonfire next door, you know, whatever's going on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you should be able to, if you want use it on your mobile device as well. So, I mean, if you, and I, I'm pretty sure I selected it so that you can access both. Like if you start watching the webinar on your computer, but say you want to go outside and you want to switch to your phone, you can. Um, I'm not going to do that just so that I ensure the internet connection is up and running. <laughs> like this is probably the background or my, or the, the fake, you know, like just the picture of myself that you'll see. Um, but, but yeah, you can always change up your scenery and take your computer outside or, you know, use it on your phone. That's a really good idea. Cool. Yeah. And speaking of um, summit presentations, I'm pretty sure mine's not updated because I didn't update you on my new one. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I can fix um, that. Well, that's okay. I just wanted to say that if you are interested in seeing me speak, my topic isn't updated on the website because I changed it in the last minute. And um, if you're interested in learning how to build a business beyond traditional private mm -hmm. practice, that's what I'm going to be speaking on. And also, um, I can't help myself. I'm going to be providing some movement experience along with that as well. Definitely. I mean, honestly, I don't think it's all that different. Because I remember when I reached out to you, I was like, to me, I mean, I don't want to discredit anybody that has done it in the past. But visibility wise, you to me are like dance therapy online. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, I know that that's not how you started, but that's definitely what you do now. Um, and I know that's what your presentation is about. But even when you talk about like your practice or how to build a business, I mean, it's your experience, you know? So if you want to get me a different description, I'm happy to put it up there. But I think people will still get a good understanding of what you bring to the table just reading the presentation that you have up there now. So, yeah. 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 And if they watch, uh, well, sure most of them do, they'll get like what you're about. So that's true. <laughs> a lot has changed since I sent you that, uh, since I sent you that where it's like, yeah, things have expanded for me. So that's great. Yeah. So um, feel free to send over new things, but I know things are, are always changing. So um, I think most of, I think most of them are up to date now. 
I mean, I was still uploading them, I think, as of yesterday. So, yeah. So, so go read them. And if you have any questions, people can always reach out to me personally. So, um, don't see, I don't see any other comments. So, or okay. any other questions. So, I would say if you come back to the video during the recording, you can leave a question and tag me or Erica. Yeah. Um, people can email me at ericahornthal.com or there's actually a, a Gmail account. It's dance therapy summit at gmail.com. So either one, um, you can email. And if you have questions before you register, feel free. Uh, like I said, register before June 1st, because you'll save $10, which I mean, is a lot these days. And you can register all the way up to Sunday. So, I mean, if it's the end of the day and you're I don't know, just want to see the closing session. There's no discount, but I mean, there's no restriction. It's not like you have to sign up before the summit starts. You can continue to sign up through the summit. Um, yeah. I think that's it. And if you're listening yeah. on the podcast, email Erica. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I said, all the information is, it's just at ericahornthal.com under the Dance Therapy Advocate Summit tab. Um, like I said, in the future, when we do this again, um, that may change, but this year that was the best way to get to get the information out there. Obviously people I think assume by now or know by now it's virtual. You do not have to be in Chicago, um, but you do have to register to get your personal link so that you can get um, invited to the webinar. Okay, cool. Um, and then perhaps you can send me the link and leave the link in, in the comments on the Facebook video as well once we're done. Uh, sure, yeah, it's through Eventbrite. So anybody watching or listening, if you just go to Eventbrite and even just type in Virtual Dance Therapy Summit, it, it's the only thing that pops up. There's no two virtual dance therapy summits. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll give you the link and you can, you can attach it so people have it too. Cool. Well, I want to thank you so much for not only being here today and talking about it, but for really rolling with the punches, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the first place, setting this up, making this possible, and then, yeah, navigating the whole pandemic and, and doing it anyway. And you yeah. are a, you are an inspiration and role model for moving through the fear of, you know, this probably couldn't have been more difficult <laughs> keeping this alive, but you, I know you were so strongly committed and devoted to this dream that, yeah, like, I just really want to say I admire you and thank you for keeping this alive. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. I, I, I keep saying to people, I'm like, don't say anything until it's started. <laughs> Let's like make sure it gets off the ground. Um, I was well, talking to one of the works. presenters the other day and she was like, how's it going? I was like, um, we'll see. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's okay so far. Um, but yes, I, I mean, I appreciate that, but it's just a testament to like, if you have an idea, I mean, what's the word? I can't believe I'm going to say this because I have such a perfectionist complex, but what, what's the worst thing that could happen? It fails. And then you learn and then you move on. So um, I hate to say it this way, but like worst comes to worst, you know, we try again, we do it next year. Um, yeah but I have full confidence that it's going to take off and everybody's putting really hard at work into it. And I think it'll be, I think it'll be really great. And uh, who knows, like my kids may make an appearance. I can't really stop that from happening. <laughs> um, 
you know, if everybody's quarantining at home and you're doing your presentation and your family stops by, it's okay. Yeah, we'll just roll with the punches. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Marie. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. Bye.